Good morning. I'm Lauren Anders Brown, an independent documentary filmmaker. Being behind the camera in over 40 countries has resulted in hours, days, terabytes of footage. So much of what happens to make a shoot possible ends up on the metaphorical cutting room floor. Most of my editing used to take place in planes, trains, or whatever available coffee shop had a decent filter single origin coffee and always using the hashtag today's office. Now I'm picking up the scraps, reviewing old interviews, and scrolling through my social media to give you a behind the scenes look at what it is like to travel, produce, film, direct, record, alone, as my own correspondent. I have written and recorded this week's episode from Bermuda in the middle of Hurricane Paulette, and have intentionally left the sound as it is to give you a glimpse of what it sounds like being caught in a natural disaster, while I share my experiences filming in Mozambique after Cyclone Adai in 2019. I had a project that had been brewing for some time, kind of like every morning when I brew my coffee. And so naturally, it would come to fruition while I was away on my only two-week holiday since I could remember in South America. Wi-Fi in South America is notoriously limited. Great for getting away and actually having a vacation. Bad if that one call finally comes through for the project you've been trying to make possible. And so, when they asked when the soonest I could take a Skype call was, I replied it was when I was in the arrivals lounge at Heathrow Airport after my overnight flight from Buenos Aires. Fueled by a full English breakfast and some good coffee, I took the call that would change the path of that project and make it more than just a possibility, but a reality. There was finally funding to fly me to Mozambique to film what would be the very first story for my documentary, Womenstrate. At the same time, I was juggling the possibility of going back to South Sudan for a shoot. And so as the conversation neared to the end, where flights would have to be booked and permissions arranged, it became quite clear, in order for it all to work, I would have to fly on next Monday. It was Friday and I had barely been on the ground for two hours when we signed off from that call, and I resigned myself to the little amount of time I'd get to spend at home and the amount I was about to spend in airports getting back to Africa. So Monday, I flew overnight to Mozambique via Johannesburg and then on to Maputo before connecting to Beira. Walking into the air-conditioned arrivals hall in Maputo, I notice its clean marble floor, not only for its sheen, but to avoid slipping as I very quickly walk to join the quickly growing immigration queue. I'm holding an arrivals card when an officer comes to do a first check of it and points out I don't have an address written where I'm staying. Right. Of course. Address. So I pause. I've been through this dozens of times. I know better than to leave that blank, but I was drawing blank. Fearful of losing my precious spot in front of an entire plane full of disgruntled foreigners, I did the only thing I could, and I asked, Is this a bad time to see if I could use your telefono? Obrigada. 
Flights were a priority, along with equipment and enough creature comforts to get me through three weeks in Africa, with the first being a week in Mozambique, followed by my two weeks in South Sudan. My accommodation felt so far from my mind with all the travel I, I didn't stop to think to write it down. Or did I even know it at all? Until, of course, I was balancing the immigration officer's phone between my ear and shoulder while writing in apartment hotel in the blank on my form against my hand. Toroban. Mozambique is a former Portuguese colony. It has kept a language and some of the food, but is fairly far down on the development index to Portugal. I woke up in the apartment hotel, that is the actual name, and made my way through Beira, nearly two months after Cyclone Adai hit to capture a story on a woman's experience during the cyclone and how it affected her menstruation. There are a lot of needs to address after a natural disaster. So why am I choosing to address menstruation in this documentary? On any given day, 800 million women will be menstruating. This is normal. What is not normal is that most, if not all of those women, will not feel comfortable discussing it. This can lead to isolation, immobility, stigmatization, and poor health. There are extreme cases of women being banished to sheds during menstruation, but the less extreme examples of isolation, where a girl misses four to seven days of school, seems much more manageable, right? Wrong. It's not the same as missing a week for a family holiday or the flu. It happens every month, and so losing a week of studies every month just because a girl doesn't have access to supplies to manage her menstruation, well, that needs to end as well. Period. End of sentence. So, Women Menstruate, my documentary, is about women of different decades across Africa and their experiences during their menstrual cycle across the cycle of life. While the name emulates the need to keep women at the focus of menstruation, the holistic approach is actually the way it's filmed. So... As a self-shooting documentary filmmaker, I set out to film this project in four to seven days, the same time as a woman's average monthly menstrual cycle. This meant when I would turn on the camera, that counts as day one of my days, which requires a very different kind of pre-production unlike other documentaries I've done previously. The benefits are being able to complete a shoot in a short period of time. No pun intended there. The disadvantages are once I start the cameras rolling, I'm committed and run the risk of never getting enough footage or being able to tell the complete story. There aren't many trees left in Beira, where the shade offers a much needed level of comfort from the heat when telling uncomfortable stories. So I'm in a tent listening to Vittoria recount her story of how she survived Cyclonidae in the middle of her menstruation. I had intended for this to be just a first day introduction and to hear women's stories, but given I only had two full days on the ground and Vittoria was being so open with me, I made a directorial decision out of line with my usual style and I asked if I could start filming her interview that day. My day one was a very unexpected first day. I placed Vittoria in front of a destroyed crop of corn right in the middle of the frame, or center punched, as I would say. 
It was a deliberate decision to make the contributor unavoidable to the audience. I normally try and avoid this. Most filmmakers try and artists try and avoid this. But on this project, I wanted all of my women to be right in the middle of the frame where you couldn't avoid them or what they had to say. I pressed the record button on both cameras and the sound recorder. And before I knew it, I was beginning day one of Womenstrate. So she said that the cyclone showed everyone because because she was menstruating, the cyclone showed everyone that she was menstruating and she couldn't hide it. Does she feel that it's something that should be hidden normally? That she should hide menstruation normally? Quando o ciclone veio, todas as viram, todos os homens viram que mamãe está menstruada. Então, uh, what is the question? Question is, um, is menstruation something that people should hide normally? Assim, menstruação é uma coisa que deve se esconder normalmente? Sim. Say yes. Esconder. Should hide it. Menstruar Should not show to people that you are menstruating. And and why should it? If it does, she feel it's a normal, healthy thing, though. Does she think menstruation is normal and healthy? Menstruação para mamã é uma coisa normal, é uma coisa saudável. She said it's health and also not. Vittoria wanted to take me to her land, the land she had been given in place of the home she lost. It was overgrown and uneven, with no sign of any easy way to build a shelter. She told me that the government were good to allocate her land, but there wasn't any assistance to help her put anything on that land. When I put my drone up in the air to capture the devastation surrounding the area, it wasn't as bad as I had imagined, but it also wasn't as good. There were hundreds, if not thousands of people living in that area, and my camera only captured a handful of tents. Victoria wasn't the only one without a shelter, or even a tent on her land. Cyclones and hurricanes are the same storm, but with different names according to where you are in the world. In 2019, the year I filmed with Victoria, 11.9 million people globally were displaced by cyclones, hurricanes, and typhoons. In Bermuda, where I am now, the people are quite used to hurricanes, and the homes are built for it. People know how to stock up and prepare, and how long to expect for things to return to afterwards. In Mozambique, they weren't prepared at all for such a large-scale natural disaster. And when I asked Vittoria what she thought if it were to happen again, she had no reply what for me. What uh, if this is... Can she tell me if she believes the cyclone is normal? Mama acredita que ciclone é uma coisa normal? It's not. And what happens if if, uh, if 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 it becomes normal? If it happens more and more? E se ciclone ser uma coisa normal, estar a vir mais, 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 o que vai acontecer? Não faz nada. 
there is nothing to do just to stay it will be like let it be there is nothing to do she said it kills people is she afraid of it they made this this colony yes Yes, she is, because she has seen how is it. And how does she feel other people um, can prepare for cyclones? What are things that she felt that were missing uh, from the preparation of this cyclone? If it's to happen again, how can how can people better prepare? Si for prasiklone fir dinov, como as pessoas podem preparar? Como podem se preparar para se prevenir? Se poder com nós, aqui a arranjar posso assim. Esconder assim com criada só. There is no way of preparing. There is nothing to do. Just stay and waiting because it it destroys houses and trees and everything. There is no how to prepare because even the the houses have already gone with the first cyclone. Well, Menstruate will be attending its third film festival at the Human Rights Film Festival in Berlin in October. It will also be screening as part of the Global Health Film Classics series on the 18th of October. To find out more, follow me on social media at LAB Collaborate. And that's it for today. Back next week with more from my correspondent. Do join me.